So you have to unroll the snowball and get back to the point and solve that one problem. Mm. And I really think that a lot of people overcomplicate their paintings. Today, I'm feeling particularly thankful, not only for the big, um, important, impactful things that have happened in my life, but for the simplicity, for the simple things. And I think sometimes it's really the simple things that um, make the difference, particularly when it comes to gratitude and the attitudes of the heart. And this relates to my art because it is really in simplifying that we bring focus. And I know that that's something we talked about last week um, in the Bold Artist podcast, we talked about um, boundaries and how we actually have freedom within the boundaries that we set in our, our art. Um, but then in other ways, it relates to aspects of our life where as we simplify, we bring even greater focus to what's important. Yeah. I think if we look at the big, giant, complicated stuff, you know, like these, we've had some big, complicated meetings lately and they can feel <laughs> overwhelming and like, that you're never going to come to a conclusion or, or figure anything out. But in the end, it comes to simplifying down those conversations to the topic and the point and the solutions. And then all of a sudden they don't feel so big and overwhelming. And I think life gets like that or relationships get like that. Um, this time of year, being in Canada, being fall, we're, it's like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving in the U.S. is coming like in another month or two. And it just it I think the nostalgia you know the time of year it all kind of comes around and we start thinking about what we're grateful for and all of those big overwhelming things that have taken over our lives over the last year the only way to really see through it is to simplify it break it down and see like maybe you've had issues in your marriage or issues with your relationship with your kids but when it comes down to it you love your kid you love your spouse and what makes it worth working out what makes it worth being there it's not about fighting over who's picking up the kids or who's getting the groceries or who's making the bed or who's doing the laundry have it's you had like... some of those fights lately <laughs> no none of those fights <laughs> no um but it's really like who do i want to hang out with at the end of the day and who do i want to go camping with on friday it's my husband and my kids. So you kind of got to break it down and simplify and focus in order to see all the wonderful, beautiful things in our lives, in our business. And our art is the same way. If we overcomplicate our art and we want to put every idea and every thought and every story into the canvas, it gets overwhelming. It gets frustrating, confusing, yeah. busy, and people don't want to look at it. Yeah, so I think it's a sure. really big, timely topic for this time of year. I found that overcomplicating our art, whether it be our careers and interests as an artist, and then yeah. individual pieces that we overcomplicate, mm -hmm. it to me, it's a sign of, in my own life at least, it's a sign of me not being able to decide and choose and pare down what's important to me. We did a workshop inside the community, uh, inside the Bold School community. We did a find your why workshop. Mm -hmm. um, it's still available actually for any of those who are interested, just check out- Hosted by Mary Janelle. Yes, check out boldschool.com. <laughs> but through the, the workshop, we find our why of why we're doing what we're doing as artists, as painters. And we essentially make, if you wanted to call it a mission statement, but it's a personal mm -hmm. statement of why we're doing what we're doing. And I found 
through that course, so much clarity came, mm-hmm. but it was this, the process of simplifying and, uh, and simplicity coming down to like reducing all the noise and distractions and complication of our, our art and bringing it into focus is such a, an art form in itself. Being minimal yeah. is an art form. And, you know, you mentioned it's Canadian Thanksgiving, um, coming up here. Um, and it's, it's just, um, a time it's, it's one of my favorite holidays, but it's this time where we really reflect on what's important. And that's what gratitude is where you're, you really, you, you come down to like, what matters to me? What's important? What am I thankful for? Mm-hmm. And I find, you know, have you ever done that Charlotte, where you sit around the table with your family and you're like, okay, we're all going to say what we're thankful for. We usually do that. You don't do that. <laughs> I hate those moments. Oh, I, hate <laughs> I appreciate those moments because I'm like, I, I love it when they're like, I'm thankful for my mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, like, I love you become it. very emotional because the, when you boil it down, you're like, I'm thankful for everybody here and you mean it, but it's so cheesy and been said a million times and people are like, be unique. Like, that's why I hate it. Cause I, I get all emotional and my feelings come out. And I get okay. Vulnerable. Well, I love those moments. I thrive on those moments. And, uh, I really appreciate it when they are all like, I love my mom or I'm thankful <laughs> for my mom. I'm like, yes, I can make it through another year till Thanksgiving. <laughs> But uh, I'm thankful for my thankful kids who love me. Yeah. Have you ever found, though, that when everyone expresses what they're thankful for, it's the simple things. It's mm, the relationship. It it's the food. Mm. It's the drink. It's the, the house that you live in. It's the friends. It's like those are the simple foundations of life. And it it's the simple things that it's all built on. And I think when mm. we come into that kind of simple clarity in our artistry, um, it, it just helps to eliminate the noise. And on this topic, we could touch on the, the topic of simplicity on so many levels, whether it be actually painting simple, like simple palette choices, simple, uh, minimal distractions in the paintings, Mm -hmm. or we could also go big and talk about it, like in the simplicity of our message as an artist, Yeah, I think it's all important in one piece to have all of that in there so that it's not, you're not overwhelming the viewer with too much information or being too obvious in your story that, you know, like, oh, it's just like another sunset picture. Instead, you, when you're simplifying or you're concentrating the emotion and the visuals and the brushwork and the color palettes you're allowing the viewer to fill in the story mm-hmm. with their own imagination. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Charlotte, your work tends to be um, complex, like as, as a, a, por- a bold color portrait painter and, and what you teach within bold school, it's a very complex process. I have had the great privilege of standing in your studio and we can't see it here on YouTube today, but you have a massive wall of art. You have all the faces that you've painted in um, bold acrylic. And I will stand like mesmerized by the brushstrokes and the layers and the complexity of your work. And I wanna be clear today that as we talk about simplicity, it doesn't mean there's not complexity too. Because- yeah, complexity of skill. Yes, because okay, you yeah. your work 
is what I would call complex, but your message and presentation is simple. And the beauty of, of Bold School and what we offer through our online classes is that you take a really complex subject. I mean, portraiture, they say, is probably one of the most difficult painting skills to master. You take not only the the subject of portraiture, but painting it in bold color, everything but skin tone. And you simplify this to where you honestly believe everyone could learn it or anyone could learn it. Yeah. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit today of like how you're able to take this complex skill that you have and simplify it for us? Well, it's also a process. So <laughs> it's like in order to be able to teach. So you, you've worked for 10 years or maybe you've worked for 20 years or even maybe just one year, but you've worked for a while. And now you want to teach somebody what you've just done. You have to be able, so you've, you've built on layers of understanding. You've learned a skill, you've, you've, you've figured it out. And now you've learned another skill and you've built on top and another one and another one. So you keep building skills on skills. And then it becomes complex because you have a lot of knowledge that you're you're pulling up out of your subconscious self yeah. and putting onto your canvas intuitively within flow because you practice this forever. So when you try to show somebody, you intuitively put it out on the canvas, but there's a whole ton of the, the past experience that goes into that. So to break it down and teach it to somebody requires kind of backtracking and boiling it down, concentrating it into where do I start? What, what are the main skills that I'm teaching that can bring somebody to this place that I'm in right now? So I, I backtrack and I look back to where I began. Um, I mean, there's a whole lot to sorting out how to teach your process, but it comes down to a lot of, of main basic points in a process that you can, you can outline and show people. Right. I think when you're create, that's how you can learn skills that I have and that I use to put in my work. But when you're looking at your subject matter or the message behind your work, or the, even the genre, the style of work you want to create, I think it's the same type of process is what do you want people to see first? So you, you boil it down to what is the, the, goal of your piece. Mm. I actually don't like the word goal, but I can't think of another one at the moment. What is it you want people to experience and feel and see, understand, walk away with mm -hmm. when they see your work? And then um, it, it becomes very simple. Unless you, you don't want to tell the story of a movie in one painting. You're not going to be able to, but you can evoke the same emotion that somebody can have whilst watching a movie. So how can you simplify your message and your process and your skills to do that? Mm -hmm. It's a process to be able to do that. But I think it's how we approach any situation in our life. Like if we have an overwhelming situation in business or in a relationship, you can easily snowball it. Like, especially if you're upset with somebody, you can easily snowball it into a million reasons you're upset with that person, but you can't solve problems when you're fighting 10 battles. So you have to unroll the snowball and get back to the point and solve that one problem. Hmm. And I really think that a lot of people overcomplicate their paintings by trying to solve too many problems in one painting. Okay, that right there, I just gotta stop you. Let's say it again. People overcomplicate their paintings because they're solving too many problems 
in one painting. Yes. So this brings to mind um, some tutorials that I was doing um, on guitar, actually, where the guitar instructor was saying, um, I, I want you to show me what you learned, but before you begin, you have to name what it is you're focused on. So if you were focused on making sure your strings didn't buzz, you had to say that before you showed her what you were learning. Right now I'm focused, no string buzzing. And then if you did it again, you had to tell her this time I'm focused on my strumming because she wasn't able to critique what we were doing unless she knew our focus. Yeah. And so putting that in the context of what you just said with art is like, I think students, learners, any of us trying to grow our abilities, we approach the canvas thinking we need to do it all correctly right then and complicated and nail every skill right then and there. But really we're even allowed to focus on what we're learning or what we're sharpening during mm -hmm. that painting session. It's so important in becoming a better artist because you want somebody who's just starting out might look at my work and say, I wanna be like Sharla, but I didn't get here by learning one skill or in one class, you know, it took me years of building upon each, upon the skills that I had and the practice and the knowledge that I had, and you can't get there overnight. So by recognizing that take one part of the process and focus on it and learn it so that you're not, um, using your conscious thoughts to, to do it once you practice it and it becomes like a muscle memory it becomes intuitive to you. It goes into your subconscious and it, it hides away and you don't need to think about it anymore. Then you build the next skill and it's difficult because you don't know how to do it. You can learn how to do it. It goes down into your subconscious library and it becomes easy. And that's how you enter into flow and you build one on top of the other. And all of a sudden you're halfway to where you wanted to be right. It's, mm -hmm. it's about learning is about simplifying and focusing. Teaching yeah. is about simplifying. And and good focusing. teachers. Yeah. Good teachers know how to simplify the steps. And yeah. we've talked about that numerous times during class production in bold school is just like the simplicity of the steps, because a lot of times an artist, like a, a really skilled artist might not be able to break down the steps to teach it. So you forget where you came from, right? Yeah, you forget exactly. your beginning, your small beginnings. So what are a couple examples within what you teach of what you encourage a student to focus on at a given time? I know one is values and you have um, a values class coming up soon here in yes, the fall. I do have a values one. Well, I think if we're on topic, we want to stay on topic of simplification and focusing. Um, and I think one of the topics within bold school and our personal lives has been sketching. We've got sketch. Mm -hmm. You've got a sketching workshop in our community. We've got a sketching introductory class coming out taught by Mary Janelle. Mm -hmm. I'm working on a marker sketching workshop that's still in process. Um, but so sketching has been a big part of our discussions lately and, a sketchbook is a great place to learn how to simplify your work. And I showed this example in a previous podcast episode, but um, I thought it would be, this would be a really good topic to show it again. And this is how, okay. So I, whoops, I hit my desk. Um, I started out as a realist art, artist. I used to think when I was very, very young and naive that the only real artist was a realism artist, because if you couldn't paint something realistically you weren't a real artist mm. there's some truth to the point but I mean splashing paint on a canvas doesn't make you an artist so skill is good 
But um, I used to think that realism was the only true way to get acknowledgement, I guess, to make it in the art world. So I was a realist artist and I, I loved painting that way. Um, but I, I longed to kind of do something else. So when I recognized that I could actually come out of realism and I could still be an artist, a real artist, I had to untrain myself to paint fine details mm -hmm. and realism, um, which is an art form in and of itself. So basically what that is, is simplifying things, simplifying your brushstrokes, simplifying the figure or the subject matter or the shapes and the forms mm. and blurring the edges and blurring the form. Uh, so I always say within my classes um, that I'm moving towards abstraction because a full abstract piece has no form, no subject in it, which I find extremely difficult to create. Um, and I feel like realism is on the other end of that spectrum. So to move from being a realist artist into abstraction towards abstraction, you have to learn to simplify your form. So what I do, because I still have the realist part of me in there, um, I like, I take a sketchbook and you can do this on your, in a painting as well, if you wanted to create a process that way, but a sketchbook is a really great way to do this. So you take your sketchbook. I don't think you can see this really well, but this is a face with a beard and sunglasses uh, or not sunglasses, but these big glasses and he's got a beard and I'll draw him in my sketchbook in a way that satisfies my realist self. So like he's kind of detailed. It's yeah. not extreme realism or anything like that, but he's detailed and it satisfied that part of me. So then when I do that, I decide I'm going to do him again. Now that I have this piece, it's done. I can now draw him again in a more simplified form, which you can see it begins to change and simplify. So then um, I turn the page and I do it again. So this is like a contour drawing. You can still see him. His form is there. He's still a person. He's got glasses on. His beard is there. And then I did this guy where I did the emphasis on the line. And now I'm feeling really free because I've got four of these. It doesn't need to be perfect. I'm having fun. So then I do this piece where, you know, it's just a line. This, I love this piece. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and you don't have to love it. And I might never put it on a canvas or make it into a big piece of art, but look how fun that is. Yeah. I don't know that somebody would recognize it as a face. Maybe they would if they had never seen the other ones, but I would have never in a million years created this right off the bat. But as I train my mind to simplify through using this little process of just recreating the steps, I train my mind to be able to come up with this right off the bat. Like eventually I won't be afraid. It's fear. Basically, I won't be afraid to create this one first. Right. Um, and having a small little sketchbook to do this in is good because you can do it quickly. Mm -hmm. The bigger your sketchbook, or if you're doing it on canvas with paint, it's going to take you longer. So this type of a process, you know, you can practice and do it quick. There's no commitment. There's no pressure. And you can work on simplifying your ideas and simplifying your form. Mm -hmm. I think it's actually probably one of the best ways to to practice that idea in your art and then see how it translates when you go to a canvas. Yeah. You're like able to loosen up. So what I'm seeing there is create and express and satisfy that, like get it all out and yeah. then simplify, repeat, simplify, repeat, simplify yeah. until you basically whittled it down to being the simplest form of expression 
that you like that you can possibly render that brings mm -hmm. your message forward yeah um and that is actually something that I do teach in the sketching workshops is like looking for those basic shapes first the mm -hmm. biggest basic shapes and then just simplifying simplifying down to detailed but but you're still seeing everything broken into its basic forms yeah and and there are other ways of simplifying because like that's one way like I did it to a line I did it to one line you're talking about basic form simplifying can be not like having like almost a full abstract painting but you you can focus in on an eye that's perfectly realistic mm. that one eye and all of a sudden you're super focused in <laughs> on that painting and you can see the person almost emerging out of fog and there's this realistic eye there mm -hmm. does simplifying doesn't mean abstraction or like a loose basic form it can have a lot of different meanings too yeah absolutely and it's reminding me of two of our upcoming classes as well where we're we're focusing on emphasis Mm -hmm. and um emphasis and then we also have one coming that is on the blurring of lines like the, yes. the um yeah do you call it abstraction of lines or what it's kind of the word i use but blurring of lines like creating movement with lines blurring the edges is something that we talk a lot about within the school i think there's going to be a lot of focus on on that within that class too mm -hmm. yeah. yes and in in bringing the focus we're bringing the simplicity and, and that even relates to all forms of visual art, Charlotte. It's just across mm -hmm. the board, even as a photographer, yeah. we, we dial in and focus on just exactly what we want to bring the viewer's eye to. Mm -hmm. And that's by creating um, the field. Yeah. The, the yeah. depth of field, the movement that, that washes all the other information away or puts it in the background rather like than a macro lens where you can like yeah really focus on something tiny yeah. you know yeah it's yeah. true in all the art forms actually um at bold school we have a free class that's available at boldschool.com right on the main page where i actually teach my favorite tips for loosening up so if you're not a member of Bold School, because we're talking about all our classes that we have on this subject, you can actually go and take that class. It's a one hour class where you can watch me paint and I give you all of my favorite tips for loosening up mm -hmm. in to, to create work the way that I create work. So yes. you can do that at boldschool.com. You just have to sign up for that class and you get instant access to it. Yes. And while you're there, make sure to hop on our newsletter and check out all of our socials, Bold School Inc. on Instagram. And in closing, Charla, I just want to tell a little bit of a funny story about um, thanks, like we're on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, we were at the fall fair last weekend and there was a tent for children's music. And I'm not sure if I've ever said on the bold artist podcast before that about 20 something years ago I was in children's music I was a children's music performer and I had this moment where I was like I'm so thankful that I'm not doing that today <laughs> now there's nothing wrong with that it's right for some people during that season of their life but I had this moment where it just washed over me I'm like I'm not on a stage dancing with green hair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing something different. And and funny enough, the song that the performers were singing was about Thanksgiving and they were jumping and twirling and the, I'm sure breaking a sweat under their wigs. Yeah, and they were saying, it. who's thankful for water and who's thankful for snacks? And <laughs> I'm thankful I'm not doing that too. <laughs> I know, I know. I was like, 
And then I said to my husband, I'm like, remember back when we used to come to this fair and I was on the stage? Yeah. (laughs) Remember. He's thankful too. (laughs) Yeah. And see, it's just thankful for recognizing seasons in our life and that you don't have to feel guilty for that. You don't have to feel bad. Just like, I'm thankful that I don't have to feel guilty for liking realism art and I don't have to feel bad for liking abstract art. I'm thankful that I have the knowledge to know the difference of what what that even means, you know, yeah. when you're so naive and young, but we all have seasons in our life. I think thank I'm thankful because I don't think I really said what I was thankful for. I'm really thankful for my mind opening up this year. And this is genuine. This is real mm-hmm. in learning the art of sketchbooking, because you will hear me say in classes and in podcast paths mm-hmm. that I'm not a sketchbooker. And I never, ever understood how I could use sketchbooking to aid my painting um, and I'm sure I have many people listening thinking I was crazy, but my mind has shifted and I've taken up mm-hmm. sketchbooking like for real. I have this like sketchbook that I just showed you. I have been filling mm-hmm. this in like all summer with, you'll probably see some yeah. bad ones in here. Um, these mini tiny sketchbooks with Copic markers. If you've been following me on socials, you'll have seen a lot of these Yeah, and they have really been able to fill my creative soul, mm-hmm. you know, like really I can't be in my studio every day working these kind of fill that creative part of me each day, but I'm learning, I'm changing, I'm growing, I'm learning a new medium and it, it affects me when I get into my studio, but it also affects my daily mood. Like I'm happy that I can now go and create in a sketchbook, something that's fulfilling and and satisfying and and that I'm loving it Mm -hmm. rather than only finding that when I'm in the studios, I am so thankful for tiny sketchbooks. Yeah. And And you're doing awesome with that. Your reels on Instagram are so inspiring. Um, so Mm -hmm. definitely everyone go give a follow on socials. And so in closing of the bold artist podcast today, I guess we can say to keep it simple. And that means in both art and in what we're thankful for in life. Happy Thanksgiving to all the Canadians here on this holiday up here in the North. And um, we hope that you get on our newsletter, go to boldschool.com and you follow us along on all the upcoming classes that we've been talking about. And don't forget about the free class that Sharla mentioned. Uh, You can take that class and learn how to paint like Sharla does. And Sharla, I'm thankful for you. Thanks for doing what you're doing here at Bold School and on the Bold Artist Podcast, giving artists voices and teaching us how to be more wholehearted, very skilled artists. Until next time. You're married, Janelle. (laughs) You're welcome. We are full of Thanksgiving. And until next time, keep creating.